0: VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each
1: skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
0: Learn more at meta.com/slash/metaverse impact.
1: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but
0: let me play devil's
1: advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
0: Hi there, you're listening to the Lazy Genius Podcast. I'm Kendra Adachi and I'm here to help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. This is episode 232. How to hold your own in a conversation you know nothing about. This is a special, unique little episode because I am not alone. My sister Hannah recorded this little bonus episode with me to give you guys some fun and levity, but also permission to be who you are in a room, even when you don't know what everyone else is talking about. My sister is hilarious and makes me laugh more than just about anyone else. And in this episode, we share how we are completely different when it comes to one particular topic, sports, or as Hannah calls it, sports ball. We share some personal stories that will hopefully bring a laugh to your Monday, but also we dive into what it means to be around people and not know what they're talking about. What do you do? Hannah and I have a secret monthly show for Patreon supporters called The Lazy Sisters Podcast, and this is A, like a little sneak peek into what that show is like, and B, a good reminder that we don't all have to like the same things in order to connect with each other. So here is a little snippet of The Lazy Sisters Podcast with my real life sister, Hannah, How to hold your own in a conversation you know nothing about. I'm Kendra, the big sister. And I'm Hannah, the little sister. This is the Lazy Sisters podcast. Real life sisters keeping you from real bad choices. Today is a quick little uh, bonus episode. How to hold your own in a conversation you know nothing about.
1: Mm, I have done that many a time. (laughs) How about you, Kendra?
0: An example that we have between the two of us, Mm -hmm. sister, is that I love and know a lot about uh, sports. Yes. Yes. And you, I, I don't.
1: (laughs) The answer is I do not know, Kendra. (laughs) I call it sports ball, Kendra. You call
0: it sports ball. And so we wanted to kind of use fall sports as a, because so many things are happening right now, like college football. They are. NFL. Yeah, I knew (laughs) all of that
1: stuff. I knew that fall is a sporty season. There are, there are a lot of things. You know, sporty spice was always my favorite spice girl. It's true. Mostly because I was just like, I,
0: it was aspirational. It was, as, it was super aspirational. 100%. So in case you did not know, there are a lot a lot of sports are ending and beginning Okay, now and over the next couple of months. Yes. And not just the Olympics, <laughs> which are no, only every four years. Yes. And they have been over for a while now.
1: I know, but it just, it
0: was, it was thrilling. It really was. It was thrilling. It was a great Olympic. So for context, for anyone who is new to us, um, I am, uh, seven years older than you, just about, mm-hmm. right? yeah. six
1: and a half, yeah. some. Yeah, something And, like that.
0: um, okay, so I started watching sports before you were born, um, uh, be, because I wanted to connect with our um, our deadbeat father, who is not around anymore. Um, and that was the only way that I felt like I could have an emotional connection with him. So woot, it's woot. really <laughs> sad. Um, but <laughs> next next up, um, I found I really loved it. Yeah. Like, I loved it. I started out with college basketball, with Carolina basketball. And then it just grew to the point where I wanted to be a sports broadcaster for a years until so I was like, oh... I am not 5'9 and blonde, and I don't (laughs) want to work a sideline for the next 20 years to get the job I actually really want, that I Uh think I would be good at. So I became a teacher like everyone else. Um, So I, (laughs) but my other, my other um, like athletic pursuits, the funny thing, the irony here, I can talk a lot about sports. I know them. I love them. I cannot play them, not coordinated. I was a cheerleader in middle school, but I couldn't do a cartwheel or any jumps of any kind. I just had really sharp movements? You did. And you memorized those
1: cheers. I did so you great. never
0: memor you you never missed a cheer. I didn't. I will say that whenever there was like um like a seventh grade version of like a sexy cheer where you had to do some sort of hip roll or something. You were not participating. <laughs> I was in the back of the pyramid. For sure. I was never the point of the pyramid. I was the point of the pyramid when we were doing like sharp motions. Yes. But never hip rolls. Your pom-poms
1: were a force to be reckoned with. They
0: really were. So I was a I was a middle school cheerleader. I played uh, homeschool volleyball. Always a plus. <laughs> Always a plus. I did not start. No, you did if not. That says anything. Um, I couldn't really serve. Definitely couldn't spike or jump. And so I was just <laughs> like a like a mediocre setter. But I couldn't do the real setting with your fingertips. Yeah. So I just bump it a lot. Yeah, That's all did. I did. But it was very encouraging and always on time to practice. And always had very red wrists after I games. I yeah. it hurt every daggum time. Every time. And then I won a um my final like foray. Into the athletic world was in eighth grade when I won that sports writing competition. Yeah, for our local newspaper. For our local newspaper. Yeah. Um, and I got to be a real sideline reporter. Sideline actually meets on the third floor of the stadium at the uh, ACC, at our conference basketball tournament. I wore a, I remember I wore a houndstooth wool <laughs> skirt <laughs> that, <laughs> that I got from the Gap. <laughs> And a black turtleneck tucked in <laughs> and black tights. I thought I was the stuff because I also thought I was going to be like on the floor, like in the press box. Yeah. And again, I was like in the nosebleeds of the Clemson section. Yeah. With a with a, an, an ancient laptop whose battery died within 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyway, but perhaps my playing credentials are not very good. My 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 enthusiasm and enthusiasm. Enthusiasm (laughs) enthusiasm. My enthusiasm Unmatched, clearly. (laughs) And uh and, and and knowledge it is does exist it does exist what about what about you okay so
1: i just have this very vivid memory of you in your you know classic sexy date outfit that at the time was a giantly oversized og carolina panthers white t-shirt with your white cut-off jean shorts and your black reebok tennis shoes with your charlotte hornets dangly earrings i and was you the stuff and thought outfit. you were the stuff and you know what i did too <laughs> i did too kendra i wanted to be you, and so you were super into sports. Yeah, and I was, it, but you couldn't play sports, no. and I couldn't play sports either. So I was like, I could do this. Sure, I could be sporty, Spice. Yeah, you can. I I just remember I had two really big kind of um, like sports awakenings. I guess you could call them. Right. Um, the first one was the realization that there are sports <laughs> that don't have like basketballs in them oh like different kinds of balls yes and, and like sports balls and equipments yes. and different things right so so ultimately for me that was the uh 1996 atlanta olympics <laughs> carrie strug was really pivotal for me <laughs> um and i just remember i mean don't we all right we that, all remember i mean wow i just remember looking at these gymnasts and being like these are sportsmen's like these are (laughs) this is real world-class sportsmanship here there are no
0: there's not a sports ball to be seen not a sports ball
1: to be seen and so I was like I could do this yeah you could I could do this did I have the the body type no the physique no the flexibility the strength no none of those things no but I had the wave you did (laughs) so So this is what I did. Because I could not be a gymnast, I I was very aspirational in my thinking, right? I could do anything. Yes. So I perfected a very quick judge wave, and then I would run very fast down the hallway and then abruptly stop before I hit the wall. Like it was a vault. Yes. Yes. And I would, in my mind, do an incredible floor routine. (laughs) The vault was a little too scary for me, so I never pictured that. It was always the floor routine. But I killed it every time every in my time. imagination. And I really thought that that was enough to get me to the Olympics. Yes. For the, sure. The wave. Like the 100%. Wave. So I carried that enthusiasm with me um, until I saw Mia Hamm play mm, soccer. Yes. Okay. And I wanted to be her.
0: We all did. I mean, desperate. Yes. So I, I signed up for soccer. You. I remember this. I was actually very resentful of you for doing that because it meant that I had to go to your games. Okay. Well you're welcome <laughs> sorry how old would I have been how old were you when you did that
1: um I think I was I think I was seven right so you See, were I would have been 13 like a,
0: 14 I would have been a b-word middle schooler then oh and so of course I sure. was just like no yeah I wanna well and we also hated each other then, so that makes sense
1: that <laughs> makes sense um uh, which is part of why I was trying to be a sports person because I was like oh. maybe we'll be friends oh that's so sad thankfully as we got older we we could connect on different topics other than
0: sports. Sure, this is true. But
1: it took us a long time to get to that place. A
0: really long time.
1: But I signed up for soccer, and in the same way that I had perfected my wave. Yes. Right. Yes. As a soccer player, I perfected my water bottle strategy. You did. So this, this was like a fam, like an epic family story. <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite the anecdote, I guess. <laughs> um, but no, it was when. Gatorade, I believe, had just come out with their super sucky uh, bottles. (laughs) Not sucky as in uh, quality control, but the actual twist ones yes. that you could suck the Gatorade out of, yes. right? It yes. was a very different drinking experience. It was a different It felt experience. very Mia ham, <laughs> You know, like, Mia Ham doesn't have time to unscrew her water bottle. Like, she, she just, just twists it with her mouth. Ma- <laughs> yeah, she twists it with her mouth and just sucks it down. She needs those electrolytes pronto before she sco- scores her next touchdown. Look
0: at you with your electrolytes. The touchdown was wrong. <laughs> but, like, the electrolytes, I think that was good. I mean, the touchdown was a joke. It, I do know
1: that it's a goal. <laughs> I do know it's a goal, but that's about it. Right. Right. That's right. Fine, that's fine. As my soccer career would show since it fizzled <laughs> out very quickly. And I got the award for best throw in, you do. which was a throw away award. <laughs> but what I would do with my water bottle is I, I was, you know, ahead of my time trying to recycle and reuse. I would drink my water, my, my Gatorade really fast and get my electrolytes. And before my game, my big games, right? I would fill up my water bottle the night before and I'd stick it in the freezer. Yeah, you would. Because, you know, an athlete (laughs) needs cold water to quench their thirst. (laughs) And the next day I would go and I would try to drink water (laughs) out of a Gatorade sucky bottle. (laughs) That was just a block of ice. (laughs) And it was so disappointing. And I looked like... I mean, I just I looked a bit wild, you know. I mean, it was it and was becoming an... like increasingly dehydrated
0: because oh, for <laughs> sure,
1: well, and I wasn't athletic, so even just a quick sprint down <laughs> half of the not real soccer field was enough to create you know perspiration of perspiration, a degree, yeah. very intense. What I think you're supposed to call them, Charlie horses. <laughs> so, that's like sports cramp, right? <laughs> Sure. Okay. <laughs> I think it's a sports cramp. I'm literally I mean, I'm asking this question legitimately. You like,
0: can get a Charlie horse not playing sports. Okay, good to know. I'm pretty sure a Charlie horse is, is, is a muscle cramp. And you can get muscle cramps just from existing, from from dehydration. See, I don't do a lot. Clearly. <laughs> so I'm not familiar with the cramps. Sure.
1: And where they land, you know? Yes. So anyways, that was kind of that was that was my attempt at being an athlete. You know, I really walked away from both of those experience of waving and drinking water bottles <laughs> ineffectively. <laughs> I walked away from those experiences just being like, "You know what? I have an athlete's heart and yeah. I'm just going to go with that." I'm I'm you know, I'm passionate, I'm sensitive and tender, <laughs> and even though I as I just said that though, I'm like, "We generally don't Classify athletes as being sensitive. None of and the words there. that you just said
0: are words that people call athletes.
1: Like she's ever. just so that Carrie Strug, she's, she's, so so she's so tender.
0: She's so tender. She's so tender. Okay. I, mean, I that doesn't
1: mean we shouldn't. No, but that's correct. usually not the
0: first. Few no, words it's that come not out. the first thing
1: that happens right. when okay. you talk about an athlete. Um, but anyways, I all of that to say, my desire to understand sports. Yes is born out of wanting to just connect with people that I care about. Yes. Where sports is something that they care about. And I think that's true of a lot of people. Yes. 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 100%. Touchdown.
0: (laughs) We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace. Wednesday, I'm wearing Love Note, a sparkly nude that matches my skin tone, and Annie is wearing Bouquet, a shimmery pink that matches her personality. Plus, Olive and June's polish is chip resistant and lasts for seven days. Visit oliveandjune.com slash lazygenius for 20% off your first Manny system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash L-A-Z-Y-G-E-N-I-U-S for 20% off your first Manny system. This episode is sponsored by Chomps. With three kids running every which way, life at the Adachi house is very full. Someone is always on the go, whether it's to band practice or to a work meeting or down the street to grandma's house. And I love having Chomps in the pantry for a high protein snack that's perfect for life on the go. Chomps are made with natural ingredients, come in nine delicious bold flavors and have up to 12 grams of protein per stick. You can even order them online and have them delivered straight to your door. Right now, Chomps is offering our listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to chomps.com slash genius. Go to chomps.com slash genius to see all the delicious flavors and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's com slash genius. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash lazygenius. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash Genius for 20% off. Okay, so let's set the stage where a lot of people will be now between now and the next few months because mm-hmm. apparently there are a lot of sports it's sports seasons, so it's like you've got um playoff baseball in the world series most people do a super bowl party that's not until like the first weekend of february okay but like college basketball is going to be starting the college football championship is going to be in the beginning of january like there are lots of things or you might it might not even be a party situation you might as you said before you might live in a house with people that you deeply care about who deeply care about sports or something that you don't necessarily know a lot about and you want to connect with them in that way
1: yes absolutely
0: how how can you hold your own in a conversation you don't know anything about a few years ago you were like okay we were watching football Mm -hmm. and you said i don't i remember you going i don't what's it down Everybody
1: talks about the downs. <laughs> you were so confused. Everybody does. It's always a seventh down, a tenth down. <laughs> there's. I, I was like, I know. There's the touchdown, and right. that's the
0: that's the important one. That's the important down. It's true. We won't go into the down description now. But I remember thinking, okay, I want you to understand. I I want you to understand this thing that I love, and I deeply love football. Yeah. And so, and I I'm a uh, pretty good teacher of things, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the one. I'm going to teach you mm-hmm. football. And I love to teach people about football because you're not the first person I've done this with. I love to teach people about football using something that they love. Mm-hmm. Do you recall the thing that we used?
1: To- oh, 100%. It was Michael Fassbender.
0: <laughs> because out of most things in the world, is at the top of my list. Right. And so I remember saying to you, all right, Hannah, you're over here at one end of the field. hmm Yeah. Fassie's at the other end.
1: We need to get him. You
0: immediately (laughs) said, how do I get to him? And I was like, oh, we are already cooking with gas. (laughs) And so I explained football to you and you actually got it. I did. You did. I did. Now, I would love an update Mm -hmm. on what happened since then.
1: I still love Michael Fassbender.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't generally know what football does. And I think the really lovely lesson here, because I used to think that teaching you about football would make you like football. Yeah. And I think you thought the same thing. Oh, I did too. If, if, you, I'll just,
1: if I could just understand this. You would like then we, we could watch we could watch sports ball games together.
0: Right. <laughs> but you don't care about football. No, I really don't. You don't. It I don't. It doesn't matter to you. No. And so me, despite my enthusiasm and and patience and breaking down, like it doesn't matter if football doesn't matter to you. Mm-hmm. And so I think that like you know, even in, when we were talking about sort of putting together this episode, it was like, all right, well let me let me teach let me teach people football." And you said, but Not everybody cares about football. Mm -hmm. Like you care about connecting with the people in your life. You care about having fun at the Super Bowl party. You care about those things. But you don't actually have to care about the thing that the other people know in order to still connect with them.
1: You don't have to fake it till you make it. Nope. You don't have to um, pretend like you're going to like the sport yes. after the conversation is over. But you can actually be very honest without being self-deprecating. Right. Without me like, oh, yeah, I'm just one of those people. that just can't get on the sports. And right. that's fine, whatever. Right. And, you know, I, that is my um, impression of a self-deprecating person, apparently. <laughs> Who am I?
0: <laughs> well, and it's funny because I think sometimes I think, about, um, I think about my kids. Sam right now is playing alto sax. Now, I love music. I don't know anything about brass instruments. Mm-hmm. I don't know a thing. But because he's actually really into it, I would like to know about it. And that doesn't mean that want, having that motivation is bad or like getting into it and, and, and actually getting into the thing that the person likes, that you're not being authentic either. Mm-hmm. You know, like it may be that after we'd had that fassy football conversation that it stuck. And you might have come to love football, but that's not any better than what actually happened, yeah. which is that you actually realize you don't care about football anymore. No, all. but I still love Michael Fassbender. Of course you do. Yeah. Why would you not? So anyway, so, so all that to say, it's like both ways are great. Like you can explore and not know and seek to know, or you can be okay with not knowing mm-hmm. without being self-deprecating. It's like having someone come over to your house and you apologize for the state of the house.
1: As soon as they walk in the door. As soon as they walk in the
0: door. And there's really nothing wrong with your house. Or even if there is, like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But we do that to make ourselves more comfortable, but really just makes everyone uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So even in those kinds of situations, like if you're a Super Bowl game, you don't have to, like, be like, yeah, I did. Like you said... It, it, that is what a self-deprecating person sounds like.
1: Oh, I just, I don't really know <laughs> about what's going on. Like,
0: you don't have to do that in order to connect and be yourself there.
1: I have found, and maybe this is just my, my personal bent, but I feel like this is a common thing with lots of people. When you're insecure about something, you tend to want to say a lot of words about that thing To make yourself feel better. Right. And I think that one of the big things with the sports conversation, with any type of conversation where you are feeling a little bit out of place or out of sorts, just listen and ask some interesting questions. Be curious. Be curious. Because if you go into it and you're not thinking about your own ego or you're not thinking about your own place in the conversation, but if you really just want to be engaged... Just ask people questions like, why are you rooting for this team? Right. Why do, you, why do you care so much? Not in like a bad way, but like in a, why do you care so much? Because usually people have really cool stories right. about why they root for teams. Because usually sports is very
0: emotional and very deep for a lot of people. Right. And I would also say, I would also say as, a, as a, a person who loves sports, that I would be more than willing to answer those questions to someone who asks. I would also really be appreciative if those questions were not asked during the game or during like the last two minutes of the fourth quarter when things are really close.
1: Oh, that is such a great point. This is like when I sit and watch a movie Uh with a person. Yes. And they ask me questions about the movie. Yes. Did you just see that? uh mm-hmm. i yeah, sure I did. did i'm sitting i'm sitting I, sh- here too. I sure did i'm trying to pay attention right and you're talking to me and i need you to stop talking
0: <laughs> so that i'm not saying like i'm going to snap at a person who's asking me a personal question during a game but you can it's read nice, the room yeah it's nice to sort of know that one of the main tenets of people who love sports of sports fanatics is that they want to be engaged in the game as much as possible. And I see, I understand that when you see the other people in the room who have a similar level of fanaticism, they are engaged with each other to a point because they are are looking at the same thing. They are enjoying the same thing. And if you're not enjoying that, and they're definitely not going to be talking to you right now, it can be a little bit tricky. But guess what? You don't have to feel bad being in the kitchen with the people who don't like the game. Nope. You don't have to think that uh, your partner who really, really loves sports and is not talking to you during the game that he doesn't like you or something like that because they're paying attention to the game and not you. That's just something that they really love to be invested in. And you can ask questions during a commercial or later, or you don't have to read into it in a weird way. Or you can be honest later after the game and say, hey, listen, I just need to tell you the truth that uh, you, I really want to love these sports with you, these sports ball games, and I don't. I still want to connect with you. Do you feel like I'm connecting with you even though I don't love this thing that you really love? Mm -hmm. And your partner could say, yeah, totally. And that's a snippet of our conversation about conversations. (laughs) Now listen, yes, it is a blast to have stuff in common with people. It's an easier path to connection. I would be dishonest to say anything different, but you can still have connections with people and not like all the same things. I think... Like on an intellectual level, we all believe that. It's a pretty basic tenet of being a person, right? We can like different things. But the emotional work of living that way on a regular basis, especially if someone that you love really loves something that you don't, it's harder to put that into practice. So this is your permission to learn about the thing or not, to ask questions or not, to be willing to let that person you love connect with other people around that topic and not see it as a threat or not, to be content in a relationship knowing that you have no interest in learning what a down is, and to be content with yourself in a relationship or in a social setting, in a conversation, at a party, on the couch next to someone you love when you don't have anything to contribute. You don't have to know about something in order to be connected to someone who loves that something. If you try and it doesn't work, if you have someone try to get you into football or music or carpentry or CrossFit or bird watching or whatever, It's okay if it doesn't stick. It's okay if you just don't get it. It's okay if that person's enthusiasm has to stand on its own and you love them, but you still just don't get that thing that they love. Love what you love and be yourself in that and let other people love what they love and be themselves in that too. You don't have to be a threat to each other. You don't have to be the same to connect. You don't have to know what a down is to sit in the living room while someone else enjoys football. The way to hold your own in a conversation you know nothing about is to be honest that you don't know anything about it. Be curious when you feel it's appropriate and be kind to yourself when that little voice in your head says that you should go, that you don't belong, that you need to sound smarter about this thing than you actually are. The more we are comfortable and confident in who we are and what we love and let other people be the same way, the more connected we'll naturally become. And that's it for today. If you're interested, the Lazy Sisters podcast, like I said, it comes out monthly. It's a very long episode. And uh, Hannah and I cover all sorts of topics that we're passionate about. That is our sweet spot when we are really into something. We're we're pretty entertaining, if I can say that, when that happens. our uh, Our most recent full episode, was about how we approach gifts and giving them during the holidays. We have talked about feminine health and care, Uh, celebrity crushes. We love to talk about books and what we're reading. Hannah is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to hair and skincare. Uh, We tell stories about growing up that are sometimes funny and sometimes super depressing because we both have experienced a decent amount of trauma. It's like a whole ride. But this is the time of year when like I am neck deep in getting things done and being intentional about the upcoming holidays and fall routines and all of it that I just need a fun companion to all the productivity. So hopefully this little episode gave you that today. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. I'm Kendra, I'll see you next week.